Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're back bringing you all things retirement related. And we're going to continue our discussion today around taxes, um, specifically around tax qualifications. Um, You know, it's one of those things, Angela, right? I think when folks come in and they visit with us, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of folks understand kind of to a degree taxes and like i know the irs is going to take something but i'm really not sure what the rules are i mean i still get um folks that come in um that have saved a considerable amount of money Mm -hmm. in their retirement accounts and they don't even realize that at 72 they've got to take uh mandatory money out right exactly exactly i find um that the knowledge on the different types of tax diversification that we're going to be talking about today it really uh, varies with everybody that comes in. So I, I really try to talk a little bit about exactly what we're going to be talking about today and sharing with people how all of these different accounts are taxed. Yeah, and I think it goes back to talking um, and continuing the discussion also on uh, diversification. Absolutely. Right? So we talked a lot about earlier this uh, previous episodes this year, um, given what the market's doing, making sure we have different types of um, investments Mm -hmm. and diversification around that. And I think a lot of times we don't take the time to really think about tax diversification. Well, Um, generally speaking, you and I think about it all the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but my point is, you know, we want to be nimble when the stock market's going up and down so that we don't ride maybe the swing so high and so low. Um, but we also want to be nimble Um, depending on the IRS and the laws that are in place and the administrations that are in place um, to be nimble with what we owe in terms of taxes. And, you know, again, uh, if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that kind of down to our very core, we believe the taxes are going to just keep going up. Mm -hmm. Um, We fundamentally believe that you can't keep printing as much money as this country's printing um, and have tax rates stay where they're at. And so it's one of those things that starts to become, you know, for most people, you know, the manner in which most people have saved for retirement, it's going to cost taxes. That's just the Mm -hmm. nature of the beast for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, whether that was, hey, I had never heard of a Roth account, so I never saved like that, or maybe you know you you worked your whole career and Roth didn't really come about until the latter part of your career and you just didn't have the opportunity to save in tax free absolutely i'd like to say you know if you're listening to this and you're learning a lot of new information on taxes and the way that we'll talk about diversification and you haven't done any of it be kind and gentle with yourself be glad that you've saved we can help you figure that stuff out now yeah i think very well said and so you know, when we think about this, we want to think about, you know, minimizing our tax burden in retirement Mm -hmm. as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, our, our belief is we want to pay our fair share, right? Of course. But we don't want to pay any more than we absolutely need to. And if we can reduce what our fair share is under the rules that the game is set up with, Mm -hmm. then that's what we want to take advantage of. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you get rewarded 
for the more you know, typically. Um, And taxes are one of those things that we talk a lot about because it's one of the things that we can control. As we said last week, you don't get to control the rates, but you do get to control your income, which in effect controls your taxation. Yeah. And we talk about it a lot because I think, again, a lot of people don't understand the gravity of how the IRS is going to be pulling on their retirement funds in their later years. Absolutely. And so when we think about this tax diversification, there's really three classes of tax diversification. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, and you can think of them as buckets. We use buckets a lot in our retirement uh, plan. We use buckets as we talk through our compass retirement solution with folks. Um, so three buckets, the first bucket would be uh, what we would say is is tax deferred, or I always say is taxed forever, <laughs> right? Um, so these would be things like your 401k at work, your 403b if you're a teacher, your uh, traditional IRA, um, your TSP account if you're a, a civil servant or government employee. So these are accounts where when you put the money in, you get a tax deduction when you put the money in. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't pay any taxes, the money grows. But then when that money comes out of the account, you're going to pay 100%, or let me back up, you're actually going to be taxed on 100% of that money when it comes out. So that's a better way to say that. Um, at the highest tax rate that we currently have, which is called ordinary income tax rate. So whatever tax bracket you fall in, um, you're going to be taxed that. And so you know, we've talked uh, a lot about, you know, tax rates being lower now under the Trump tax plan versus where they were uh, back in 2017. Um, whether that Trump plan stays in effect till the year 2025 or whether it doesn't, we don't need to debate that this second. I think the main thing is, is, you know, on those tax deferred accounts, it's really a short term gratification yes. to delay what I would say is long-term pain. I agree with that. Um, So it's kind of like, I'm going to eat the cookie now, (laughs) knowing I got to go train for this, you know, marathon or this, you know, whatever race I might be doing uh, later. But man, does that cookie taste good today, right? Right, right. So that's kind of how most people look at things. It's like, gee whiz, I'm going to get a deduction today. That feels good this year. And I'll just wait till, you know, later on to really worry about, paying this tax later. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think of the complexity that comes with it or how it's really, truly going to affect them later. Quite frankly, how could they? Hopefully they've never retired before. And I don't want to misconstrue this. Listen, if your company matches your 401k, Get the free money, okay? We are not suggesting that you leave free money on the table at all. That is not Mm -hmm. what we're saying. What we are saying, and in our experience, is most people are getting the free money and contributing way more than what they need to to get the free money. So for instance, if it's like, hey, um, I'm going to, if you put in 5% into the 401k, the company's going to match 5% into the 401k as an example. Well, maybe you just put the 5% in to get the free money, but you don't put 20% in with an extra 15 to keep building up this tax deferred account. Maybe there's some better alternatives for you. So I don't, I want to be very clear. We are not saying don't get the free money. What we are saying is, we need to look at it, develop a plan around it to see, do you really need to be maximizing this or do you not? Okay. Um, do you want to talk about the next sure. bucket? Let's yeah. talk about uh, the next bucket. We talk about our tax-free 
This is the tax-free bucket. Uh, this is my favorite bucket. This, um, for a lot of you, you'll understand this languaging. It's a Roth account. Maybe it's a Roth IRA. Maybe it's a Roth 401k. But the thing that's different about this bucket um, is the idea that unlike the tax deferred accounts that Scott was just talking about, unlike those, we pay the taxes on our money before we put it into this bucket. Um, so we, instead of getting that gratification of eating the cookie, we decide not to have the cookie this time. And we pay our taxes and we stick our money in this Roth bucket. Well, for the rest of our lives, that thing, if it grows, hopefully it will, will grow tax-free. And when we take withdrawals out of it, it too is tax-free. And one other thing that you hear us talk about a lot with those um, tax-deferred accounts where you have to take the required minimum distribution, in the Roth bucket, in the Roth accounts, we are not having to take a distribution. The government doesn't force it out. Um, and then one of the other ways that we like to save in this um, tax-free bucket is actually with permanent life insurance. And that is um, a different idea that a lot of people haven't thought of. Yeah, those, so the Roth account and the permanent life insurance are the only two tax-free buckets that we have. Um, and the way to really just remember this, because I think that what Angela said is spot on, um, a great overview of this is, it's just a place that when you put the money, you don't get the instant gratification, but then your money grows tax-free. You get to take it out tax-free. You get to pass it on tax-free. Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's where I think we would all strive to want our money to be. It's kind of that utopia um, of, of, you know, the way you'd want your money to function in retirement. And so, you know, getting money over there can be uh, challenging, um, especially when you start looking at, you know, hey, I'm already on Medicare, maybe I'm already taking my social security, do I want this added income, do I not, you know, that sort of thing. So um, again, need to have a plan, need to have a strategy, gotta run the numbers and see if it makes sense for you. And I wanna throw one thing in, talking about your social security and your Medicare premiums and everything, that's one of the reasons it's so important to get in and talk to us you know, years before you plan on retiring, because that really gives us some leeway to move things around and get them in the right position for you. Yep. And a lot of the planning that we do around this, um, you know, decisions you make today, you, you won't feel any ramifications or any negative impact if there are any until possibly two years after you make these decisions, mm -hmm. because that's when how Medicare looks back to determine how, how much your premiums are going to be. So again, you may decide, wow, I need to really get money from that first bucket into the second bucket because that sounds really great. Well, if you start crossing over different thresholds, what you do today will impact you two years from now. So no one wants to get that letter from Medicare or the IRS saying that their premiums jumped up because they were unaware. So again, working with us, mm -hmm. letting us run the numbers, letting us make sure that you're not going to trip any of those uh, trip wires. Is really really important now the third bucket that we talk about if we've already you know we've already discussed taxed forever i would say the bucket angela just described is called taxed never um the the next bucket the third bucket would be in between and i kind of call that taxed sometimes right <laughs> and so the way that bucket works that's like um an individual account some people call that a brokerage account yeah. maybe if you're married it's a joint investment account 
Um, but this is money where you put in maybe from your bank or something. So you already pay tax on the money. So you don't get a deduction when it goes in um, to the account. However, as the money grows, you kind of pay along the way. So as you buy and sell things, um, you might generate uh, gain in the account. Hopefully the account's gone up. They call that a capital gain. So there can be tax around that. We're not going to get into short term and long term today. It doesn't really matter for this conversation. Um, the other thing is, you know, some investments that you might own will pay income to you and they call that income a dividend. Um, and some dividends, you have to actually pay tax on that money um, when you earn the dividend. So the tax sometimes account is an account that um, isn't tax free, but it's also not as taxed a bull, if yeah, you will, yeah. or taxed as much as the taxed forever account. So it kind of sits in the the middle section there. Um, and so those are accounts that, again, you can leverage, believe it or not. And we'll talk about this um, uh, in future episodes, but you can actually leverage to maybe even generate tax deductions for you. Um, because one of the big things, right, Angela, in retirement that a lot of people struggle with is they just don't have any more tax deductions. Yep, they've all gone away. You know, the mortgage is paid off. Mm -hmm. The kids are off the payroll. Mm -hmm. um, there's really just no write-offs. Um, but the great news is there are some things that we can look at to potentially generate some tax deductions for you to help offset, you know, some of some of this planning you might be doing. So um, we wanted to wrap this up by at least giving you the foundation of those three types of taxed accounts. and. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't want to strive for everything maybe to be tax-free, but you want to also have diversification, yes. right? Because let's face it, with the stroke of a pen, the the IRS and the administration, no matter who's in office, can change the rules to any of these accounts. So just because everything's in a Roth doesn't mean it's always going to be perfectly tax-free. You just want to make sure you've got a plan around this. If that's something that you'd like us to help you with and take a look at, we'd love to do that. Um, give the office a call. That number is 817-328-6152. That's 817-328-6152. We look forward to talking with you next week. We'll continue our discussion around taxes and go from there. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money but it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. 
This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.